الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين لا يشهدون الزور وإذا مروا باللغو مروا كراما وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من حسن إسلام المرء تركه ما لا يعنيه أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most suspected ulama ikram, brothers and elders. Generally, people are very concerned about the environment. Among many things, the environment is something that has people riveted. You find people taking precautions to make sure that they are in a clean environment. They aren't in an environment that will affect their health in any way. Allah forbid, if there is some kind of situation where the environment has been polluted in some way, some gas has escaped from some factory, some whatever, and this poses a danger to people's health. So everybody will be very concerned. People leave the area completely. If they don't want to leave, they are evacuated by force. The authorities would have them removed from there, whether they like it or not. If it is not so dangerous, yet you'll find people in crowded areas, many will be wearing some kind of mask to try and prevent any kind of adverse effect on their health. And then you find a lot of environmental friendly products people who are concerned that they must not affect the environment in any way so all these things continue and what is the motivating factor the motivating factor is a person's physical health that his physical health must not be affected he must not get sick so he values this he treasures it he looks after it and he takes whatever steps in his capacity to protect it just as it is important to look after our physical self this too is an amanat and it is a trust from Allah Taala. it is not a person's own possession and therefore it is totally forbidden for him to take his own life some people think that committing suicide will be the end to the problem whereas that is jumping from the frying pan into the fire that is only going to escalate the problem many 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 times more but that is a subject in itself the point is that just as it is necessary to look after one's physical self, this is an amanat, it's a trust from Allah Ta'ala. But one day, this physical body will become dust. One day, everybody has to leave this dunya, and everybody is going to be laid in that grave. And this physical self, which we have to look after while we have this life, but one day is going to become food for the ants of the grave. So yet, when it is important to look after this physical self, though this is going to be its end result one day, how much more important it is to look after one's spiritual self. It is important to look after this jism, this body, then it is a million times more important to look after the ruh, the soul. 
And just as there are adverse effects of the environment on the physical self, likewise the environment has a very deep and direct impact on the spiritual self. Just as there are germs and viruses that affect a person physically, there are spiritual germs and viruses that affect a person's ruh, affect his soul. So a person who understands that this body is one day going to come to an end, but the soul will continue. And when this body is going to become sand in the grave, this ruh is still going to be existing. And this life is going to continue in the afterlife. So any person who has any level of understanding, he realizes that the priority is to look after that investment which is long term. That is something which is going to give him long term benefit that has to be given priority. Now we find ourselves in that time of the year when the environment is permeated with all kinds of viruses, spiritual viruses, viruses which affect and attack the ruh, which affect a person's iman, affect his haya, affect his morals and values. It is that time of the year when people want to stop becoming human, stop being humans. They even call it a so-called silly season. And any person, any sane person, you call him being silly, he's offended. They themselves name the time that it is silly season, that they deliberately become silly. So these are the viruses that are all around where people are in the worst kind of evils, vices. But this is the question now that a mu'min, how does he conduct himself at this time of the year? What is his manner of going about things? How does he conduct himself? Does he become one of the crowd? Does he become just also one person in the midst of everything else where all the vices and evils are taking place? Find that a mu'min is very concerned about his environment. And he's all the time concerned about keeping himself in an environment that does not affect his ruh and soul. Just to understand this in the light of one incident in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was on his way to Tabuk. Now, this was something that he was in the path of Allah wa ta'ala. He is the Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala. The direct and special help of Allah ta'ala is with him. And Rasulullah sallallahu is with his sahaba kiram the best of people after Rasulullah sallallahu in the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam, to set foot on earth. The entire ummah put together cannot reach the rank of the lowest sahabi. So such blessed people are with him. And they are now en route to Tabuk. And on the way they had to pass through the ruins of Samud. The people of Samud were destroyed by the azab of Allah wa ta'ala. Where this punishment came down and totally destroyed them, the lengthy incident in the Quran Sharif. But this place was still existing in terms of the ruins were there. And this was in the way, they had to cross this, pass through this place. So some Sahaba, it was a huge army, 30,000. So some Sahaba were well in front, somewhere in the middle, Nabi Salaam was somewhere towards the back. Some had reached this area ahead of Rasulullah Wasallam. And they drew some water out of the wells which were still active. Some used the water and made their flour. They needed their flour and made dough with it to make their bread. Some collected the water into their containers and utensils. 
And all this had happened and in the meantime Rasulullah was approaching. So somebody came to him and informed him that this is what has happened. We had already many had reached beforehand. We took the water of this area of the wells that active still. Some have used the water to already make their flower. Rasulullah immediately gave the instruction that whoever has collected any water, discard that water immediately. Now what is important to bear in mind is that this place, the azab of Allah Ta'ala came centuries before. Rasulullah before him, the last Nabi of Allah Ta'ala was at Isa He had come 550 years before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi who came to the people of Hud, he had come many centuries before. So this is centuries prior that the azab of Allah Ta'ala came on this place. And Rasulullah is now instructing the Sahaba Ikram that anybody who has collected any water discard that immediately. The water that was used to make your dough, you made your dough to bake your bread, discard that as well. At the most, if you wish, give it to the animals to eat. Don't consume it. And then Nabi Islam says to them, La tadhulu masakinal ladina walamu anfusahum illa antakunu bakin. Don't even enter the place of those who have oppressed themselves. Now this is a place where people had oppressed themselves. And where the azab of Allah Ta'ala had come. When? Centuries ago. Nabi Islam is saying, don't even enter this place. Illa antakunu baqeen. But now out of sheer necessity, you have no choice but to go past. Because this is in the middle, middle of your way. You can't bypass it because it's such a vast area. So you'll have to pass through it. But you pass through it in which condition? Illa antakunu bakin, Except that you are crying. Crying out of fear. Ayusibakum misluma asabahum. Out of fear that that azab and punishment which came upon them must not come upon you. So don't ever pass through such a place casually. You pass through such a place, you pass it fearing Allah Ta'ala's wrath and azab. What place? A place where the azab of Allah Ta'ala had come centuries before. A place where people had oppressed themselves centuries before. What about such a place where the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala is at its peak at that moment in time? Where every vice is being perpetrated at its peak in that very moment in time. So Nabi Sallallahu first gave this instruction now he had to pass through as well. How did he pass through? Then in the narration of Bukhari Sharif, this is being explained, that summa qanna'a ra'asahu. Then Nabi Wasallam covered his head with his shawl. He didn't even want to see what's going on. Many places sometimes, we call them natural disasters. Some flood has taken place, some earthquake has taken place. People go overseas, they go on tour and holidays to the Dead Sea to go and so-called enjoy themselves. Whereas these are places where azab of Allah Ta'ala has come. And Nabi Islam is saying, don't even go to such places, except out of necessity you have to pass, don't pass casually. You pass there, you pass out of fear, pass fearing. Now he had to pass out of necessity. How does he pass? Nabi Islam covers his Mubarak head with his shawl. Summa He covered his head with his shawl, then he quickened the pace of his mount, the animal that he was riding. 
and he very hurriedly passed through this place. He didn't want to see what's going on. We make it a sightseeing place, a place of tourism, a place to go and have some fun. Rasulullah doesn't want to see what's going on around him, what happened centuries ago. Now this is a lesson that this is the extent to which a person has to be concerned about protecting himself from the environment which affects his soul. That it must not happen that the effects of that azab that came centuries ago, if the effects of that azab are still in the environment, that must not affect me. Many a times a person ends up in places where all kinds of vices are taking place, he's in the middle of the crowds at beaches, in the midst of all the nudity, wherever else, in malls and halls and so on, and all kinds of things are happening there. And a person feels, well, what happened? Nothing happened, I went and came. But, many a times, a person thereafter, those who had some level of consciousness, and a person who was, in, to some degree, conscious of the obedience of Allah Taala, the worship of Allah Taala. now the person says that I used to make two paras tilawat daily, I can't even make quarter para. What has happened? Something's gone wrong. I used to keep my eyes safe. My gaze was under control. I just cannot control my gaze anymore. I'm looking at anything and everything haram now. I don't know what went wrong. What went wrong? Well, you got attacked by the viruses in the environment. You put yourself in an environment where there were all kinds of evil and vices taking place that has affected the ruh and the soul. As a result of which, it has now attacked the very thing that controls everything. The spiritual heart that controls the eye. Allah inna fil jasadi la mudha. Nabi Islam says that there is an organ in the body. If that is in order, everything is in order. Allah wa al qalb. That is the heart. Now these viruses have attacked, attacked the spiritual heart as a result of which the eyes are no more under control. They have attacked the spiritual heart as a result of which the hands and feet are no more under control. The tongue is no more under control. The ears are no more under control. And the person went through this environment and thought nothing happened. So this is something to be very conscious about. And in the Quran Sharif, Allah Taala speaks about this regarding the trait of the mu'mineen. That, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشْهَدُونَ الزُّورِ وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِاللَّغْوِ مَرُّوا كِرَامًا And who are the believers? What are their traits? What are their qualities? Among the various aspects that are in their lives, they are those who do not put themselves in places of zur. What is zur? In the tafsir of zur, Abdullah ibn Abbas, he says that one of the things, one of the meanings of zur is the festivities of the disbelievers. The festivities of the disbelievers, the mu'mineen, they don't put themselves, now it's so called New Year's Eve. What is New Year's Eve? These are all celebrations of pagan gods and Billah. These are all celebrations of shirk. Now mu'min is becoming part of that. Christmas is a celebration of the Christians in whichever way, whatever, they've got no basis for it. Something attributed to them. So a mu'min puts himself in that, impossible. So Abdullah ibn Abbas says that this is the meaning of zur. And Hazrat Qatada rahimahullah, what he explains, zur, a place where there is music being played. Whatever place is that, that may be. It may be something that's taking place in the name of Islam also. But this is Allah Ta'ala saying in the Quran Sharif, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشْهَدُونَ الزُّورِ And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِاللَّغْوِ مَرُّوا كِرَامًا 
And when they pass by all these futility and all these evils and vices, how do they pass by? Marru kirama. Abdullah bin Mas'ud who explains what is the meaning of marru kirama? How does this happen? So he explains that marru kirama, they pass by in a dignified way, what this refers to. One is they lower their gaze. Now a person who has gone deliberately to a place of all kinds of evil, he deliberately put himself there, he went for the purpose of being there in the midst of all the nudity, is he going to keep his gaze low? This is out of sheer necessity. A person has to pass through the worst place on earth, the worst of places where it is permissible to pass. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, أَحَبُّ الْبِلَادِ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَسَاجِدُهَا وَأَبْغَضُ الْبِلَادِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَسْوَاقُهَا The most beloved of all places to Allah Ta'ala on earth are the masajid, the house of Allah Ta'ala. And the most detested of all places to Allah Ta'ala on earth are the bazaars. The most detested of all places where out of sheer necessity a person has to go. He has to go because his work is there, his business is there, he has to buy his necessities so he will have to go. But it's still the most detested of places. It is still a place which has all kinds of viruses in it. So a mu'min is being alerted. Don't go there casually. Don't go there without necessity. And a person has to go in a place of where the environment is terribly polluted. How will he go? He might even take a gas mask and go. He will go in the absolute hurry, do what is necessary and come out of there quickly. So a mu'min going to an environment which is spiritually polluted, he will go with the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala. He will go with the fear of Allah ta'ala. He will go and fulfill what his absolute need is and he will rush out of there. And if there is no need to be there, he will avoid going there. If there is a need but can be avoided, he will avoid it. He will leave it for another time. So this is a time not to become casual. Unfortunately what happens is because the whole world is on so-called holiday, it makes us feel also that we should be on holiday even from deen. Whereas the mu'min becomes even more concerned. There are occasions when the rewards of good deeds are multiplied. Among them are auspicious occasions. For example, the month of Ramadan comes, the rewards of deeds are multiplied. Come the first ten days of Zul Hijjah, tremendous rewards, multiplied rewards for every good deed. The nights of Eid, Man Ahya Laylatayn Eidain person who makes ibadat on the nights of Eid, multiplied rewards, many other occasions, auspicious occasions. And together with that, one is auspicious occasions, the other are occasions where people are in increased states of ghaflat, heightened states of ghaflat, unmindfulness, heedlessness. And a person in such an environment, such a place, such a time, he remembers Allah Ta'ala, he is obedient to Allah Ta'ala. He is suppressing the temptations and desires to become part of the crowd and he is confining himself to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. This becomes a means of added rewards. It's reported on hadith that two people, two sahaba, they in Hayatul Sahaba, this narration is mentioned that they met in the bazaar. They met in the bazaar, in the marketplace. Out of their need, they got there. So, qala ahaduhuma lil-akhar. So one person, one friend said to the other, that ta'al nastaghfirullah fi ghaflatin nas. Come, let us remember Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Let us seek His forgiveness while everybody else generally here has become unmindful. 
people are in a state of unmindfulness. They have become so immersed in their business, in their trade. They have become somewhat unmindful. Let us remember Allah Ta'ala. Let us seek His forgiveness. So in any case, they made istighfar. They remembered Allah Ta'ala. Some time passed, one person passed away. Take leave that are permeated with spiritual viruses. We don't go anywhere to the places of nudity and all the kinds of vices taking place. And we protect our Iman and Islam. May Allah Ta'ala keep us on Iman. Take us on Iman and raise us on the day of Qiyamah to the Iman. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.